0: My Mug episode 342 on Monday the 1st of June 2015, can you not tell it's June? I don't know if you can hear that. Rain. Um, I am your host Stephen Layton, welcome to In My Mug. I don't think rain is news, is it? Let's do news. Roland Glue is back this week and he's back with his daft fact. I know you've missed him. Dale's fact I didn't get last week at all all Um, we have a very unusual and rare uh, varietal called Lorena gone on the site from Escondida in Nicaragua we have a tiny amount of it and it is super expensive so it's not going to be in my mug but this naturally low caffeinated varietal um, was in the news a few years back you may have seen something about you know decaf naturally grown it's this it's this very old varietal called Lorena um, and you should check it out it's weird as weird can be. Um, the beer, beans look weird. It's weird coffee. Um, and so many new coffees going on the site. I don't know if you've been uh, and had a look, but you should definitely go check out the site if you haven't for a while. There's been so many new things going on there. New costas, new nicks, uh, El Salvador's will be here very soon. It's all very exciting. Uh, and that was the news. So we should get to focus on, and this week's uh, focus on is on the varietal called Ethiosar. So uh, I'm not going to talk this week, the Virado Ethiosar has been invented by a guy called Ricardo and I'm going to let him talk now.
1: So uh, my uncle and I started uh, reproducing it more. We have small amount of plantations uh, with this uh, because we only started from 2009 yeah. and it, remember it takes two years to give you a seed. So from two, two, 2013, last year, I started producing, uh, planting more coffee of that. And I'm doing my farm completely on the on this variety. So you say you saw a
0: mutation on the farm. What what variety was that mutation from?
1: Yes, that was from Ethiopia, and some uh, eti- uh, some Sarchimor that has a little bit of katimor, and then we crossed it back to be a Sarchi to take away the katimor. So it's got a very small amount of katimor. I will say maybe eight, eight, nine... 10% and that's what gives us the resistance to Roya yeah. in high production Okay, So uh, we're very excited uh, uh, That's a, a like uh, Pacamar Amarillo it, it started that way also the Havanica Started the same way too. Yeah. So we see a Particular tree that we really like and we see all the all the other all benefits that it, that it has the production resistant and obviously the cup uh, and then we get it from there.
0: And what kind of yield are you getting per manzana?
1: We're getting uh, 60, 65 up to 70 quintales per manzana.
0: Wow, I mean that's that's super high where you would expect it to be around about 30 to 40, would that be a normal kind of yield? would be a
1: normal, yes, yeah. and, and with less plants per area we put two thousand and eight hundred plants in a manzana which with Katura you do up to four thousand plants so you have to fertilize more plants yes to get those yields with two thousand and nine hundred plants it's less fertilizer and better yields because you can see the, the 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 bandolas they're very long this is this was planted i think it was 2010 so it's only a three years old tree see so we we're, yeah, we were yeah. excited about it, yeah. and uh, and, and we we're planting that in an altitude, anything from a thousand meters to 800 meters. Wow. And okay. that's when we get more affected by the roya, at Sh- that area.
0: Sure, the higher the temperatures, it seems to be that that's yes, affecting the rust a yes, lot more, yes, isn't it? Yes. And obviously lower is warmer.
1: Yeah. And then we do from a thousand meters higher, we do more exotic varieties like Java, catoy amarillo, uh, catoy rojo, pacamara amarillo, and those uh, other priorities
0: and obviously i've only cupped the two i think it was two tu- two cups of these yesterday uh, and they cupped amazing what is the general consensus of opinion on the the cup profile of this this We well, it,
1: it starts in the farm we, we we start controlling the quality at the farm yeah. try to pick it as uh, the red possible the mature possible and we do some selecting before with this pulpit right right so we, we take the bad out yeah it, it takes us more labor to do it but it's worth it at the end
0: enjoy It's nice to not have to think about a focus on. So let's get on about on this week's coffee. This week's coffee is uh, Nicaraguan FDSR from Limoncillo and Limoncillo was a coffee that we bought first of all back in 2003 from the Cup of Excellence. I've told this story a million times Um, but from the very first time that i cut Limoncillo I knew I absolutely loved this farm and I had to be involved with it. Um, It was only after the auction closed that I found out that it was owned by the father of two brothers who I knew in nicaragua and probably the only two people that i could possibly ever know in nicaragua erwin and stephen Muresh, who are great friends before we bought their coffee now we buy their coffee we're even better friends um although i haven't seen stephen for a number of years number of years know, we've seen uh erwin uh, here in in my mug uh, go back to some of the other episodes Um, The farm is 171 hectares in size. It is huge and it is located in Matagalpa towards the northwest of Nicaragua. Um, It is a beautiful farm and a beautiful farm for many many reasons. Um, Nine of them are because of the nine waterfalls that are on the farm. it's owned by the Maresh family as a whole, so you, you've, there's two sisters, two brothers, and Dr Maresh. Uh, I don't even know Dr Maresh's first name, nor should I, uh, because he is a true proper doctor. He's a, a gynaecologist uh, and a, a gentleman who demands huge amounts of respect, but he's also a very, very uh, competent, and competent, that sounds awful, great farmer, uh, and, and understands, uh, and a real engineer as well. Uh, so as Ricardo was telling us, this varietal is called Ethiosar and it is a cross with the Ethiopian varietal, Rum Sedam and Satimor, which is a cross of Villasarchi and the Timor varietal um, and then the offspring of that plant was then crossed again with Villasarchi, Katura, Bourbon uh, from Costa Rica and it, it just has so much stuff going on in it. It is crazy as uh, and was used by the Irish barista champion last year, uh, Pizzi Williams, who did very well. So, country's Nicaragua, uh, comes from the Matagalpa region, farmers called Limoncillo, owned by the Moresh family, 171 hectares, uh, 109 hectares of that is coffee. Uh, it is uh, a ethio varietal, it is a fully washed, comes from an altitude of 1200 meters above sea level, um, and it's downright damn delicious, and I cannot wait to start drinking it. But before I have to start drinking it, I have to clear up something. Some of you think that I've killed Roland. I haven't. He's alive. So let's hear from him with his daft fact of the week. In Nicaragua, 36% of the population is under the age of 14 and the median age is 21 years. Nice to see him back, isn't it? Time for this week's wonderful, wonderful map bit. Week's wonderful, wonderful map bit where we've got a little bit of extra information because we're going to be using Limoncillo a few times, I think. So thought we'd make this one a little bit more in depth. Um, we're going across the Atlantic and we're going to the wonderful country of Nicaragua. Uh, you see just above it, you've got Honduras, above there Guatemala, just below it Costa Rica and Panama and uh, let's get down into nicaragua Um, you see managua there on the star that's the capital city Um, and here's our little silly fact about nicaragua there are no street names in nicaragua address system addresses are given by using reference points or landmarks so uh, quite difficult to send a letter i guess Um, let's get down to the farm and all of what you can see there is the farm there is a lot of tree coverage there though Um, highest point of Nicaragua is the Mogaton Mountain at 2,438 metres above sea level. And the lowest point, of course, is the Pacific Ocean, which is at nought because it's sea level. Duh. Um... Right, so the land area of Nicaragua it's very kind of quite big country for Central America. Uh, 120 square kilometres, 120,000 square kilometres even. 120 square kilometres won't be very big. Um, and the land use, a lot of it is used for uh, for crops and for uh, cattle. So you've got arable 15%, uh, permanent crops 1.94%, and other 82%, which is stuff like cities, forests, uh, all sorts of wonderful things like that. So this is at the top of the. Looking down the valley, uh, where the pinpoint is, is actually the farm buildings. Let's see if we can kind of get into those farm buildings and uh, let's just highlight those as well. So let's put a little line around them. So that's the main farm buildings. Just to the right of that, um, you've actually got the waterfall, one of the one of seven waterfalls on the farm. But um, the tree coverage just means you can't actually see them. Um, and that was the slightly longer but slightly more interesting map bit okay so time to go and get delicious tasty coffee from out there um, and come back to you and talk about it I think uh, I'll be back in a jiffy, not in a jiffy bag just a jiffy okay so I'm back um, this week's coffee has actually been made on a machine that we're testing out it's a uh, sage, sage dual boiler machine with a grinder built into it and stuff you may have seen on on the telly Heston Blumenthal advertising this machine we've been sent a couple of them to play with so we thought we'd make the coffee on there just to test it at the same time so not made on our normal big professional kit but really on a home machine but so the first thing I know comes flooding back to me every time I taste it. But I remember the first time I tasted this is just how clean it is. It's super zingy. So it has a real kind of citrus like zesty bright acidity. It's really kind of like And what it also reminds me of is like I'm a bit of a beer head. I love my I love my hops. I love my beer. And it reminds me of that hoppy kind of like, you know when you get a really super mega hoppy ipa and it's like suck it on a suck it on a hop you really get that kind of bitterness in there and people think bitterness is a bad thing yet when it comes to beer we suddenly love it all of a sudden i love a bit of bitterness in my coffee and it has to be balanced and it's balanced with this really kind of bright acidity and super clean and don't get bitterness confused with roastiness um this is not a roast thing that's going on there this is just purely a natural bitterness that is within the coffee so into milk And I'm a bit disappointed there because I'm expecting it to do what it's doing in the espresso, that bitten... That, I, I, God, I don't think I've said bitter as many times in a podcast. But, you know, that beautiful sharpness, that beautiful bitterness coming through isn't coming through in the milk. It, it kind of just sits in the background Yeah, meh, yeah. um, It's very, very disappointing in the milk. But we should go to the brood, which... I know this is my favourite way of drinking it, so. See, now that's weird, because I'm talking about citrus, I'm talking about bitterness, and and in the brood, it's there, of course it's there. It's not going to disappear straight away, but what it does bring is that there's a little bit more sweetness there. There's a little bit more kind of caramelly, the normal kind of caramelliness that I would expect from the normal Limoncillo catura. this etther is it's very different uh, this is only the second ever commercial offering of it so it's still pretty pretty brand new um you know we're still learning lots about it i'm interested to see how this plant develops over time as well because what we've seen is you know varietals the first few years you know that they, they, they tend to be much more sharper much more kind of Cleaner, And then sweetness develops uh, over time in, in the experience that I've had, which is very limited. Like, let's not pretend I'm like some, uh, yeah. some sage who has uh, all this. But I've, I remember with Escondida, the first time we tasted Escondida, which was bland, brand new planted varietal stock, um, how much sharper and brighter and cleaner that tasted. And, and th- this reminds me very much of that. Now, where Escondida has kind of sweetened over years... And uh, I'd love to see how, where and how this is going to go. Um, I mean, maybe F.S.R. this is it. This is what, what we see. But at the minute, we just get this super bright, zingy acidity with a lovely balanced bitterness um, and like a craft beer hoppy IPA. So, time to shut up, I think. Um, thank you very much for joining me, as always. And do remember, life is definitely too short for
1: bad coffee, so you shouldn't have any. You should just have good stuff like this.